Uh, well, you know, down 14 nothing, I was, you know, I was speechless. I, I really thought, you know, that maybe this is rock bottom, but, you know, we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, um, seeing this team react to getting punched in the mouth, and they did that. I know it's Jacksonville State. Um, I, I, I realize the level of competition, but um, let's call it what it is. Last year, this team would have lost. And I, I think if Blackman would have started, this team would have lost today. Um, so I, I was really happy to see them kind of push through the adversity and, and kind of get back to um, winning some, winning a tough game when you had to come back from uh, two touchdowns. So I'm very surprised that uh, Travis was as um, good as he was in the pass, passing game. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, Really liked what I saw from the offensive line. Um, they continue to be okay, and, and, and that's better than what we've had the last couple of years. So, um, you know, still a lot of questions on defense. Really question what some of the formations are, some of the uh, some of the calls. I, I understand. I get it. I know he's playing kind of handcuffed with some limitations on on, on the pass rush and what he has at linebacker, but still question some of that. You know, that defense is bad. Um, you know, that first half, Jacksonville State had their way with Florida State, um, even, you know, maybe a little bit early on in the third quarter too. But, you know, again, FSU did what they're supposed to do. They stepped up and, and they took care of business and, and got the W. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy. It's, it's a little bit to build on. Um, and, and give some uh, much-needed confidence moving forward. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of that spark, well, I mean, pretty much all of that spark when Florida State was down 14 nothing against Jacksonville State came in the form of Jordan Travis being inserted into that game in place of Rodemaker, who couldn't really get much going offensively and you know, also threw a pick six on his second pass of the game. Jordan Travis comes in, Florida State scores on – Six of their final eight drives, the last drive, you know, they just took a knee, need out the mm-hmm. need out the clock. And I mean, like you said, we we didn't know that Jordan Travis could do this. I think we talked all offseason where we were saying we don't know if Jordan Travis can perform in Mike Norvell's offense just because of how unproven he is with his arm. Today he comes out and he hits three deep pat forty plus yard passes downfield. After the longest pass for Florida State so far, I've been, um, I think, a 27-yarder to Cam McDonald against Georgia Tech. That was very encouraging to see, and he creates a very dynamic blend with his ability to run it, and also now it looks like he can maybe throw it as well. So going forward, I think Jordan Travis is definitely going to be your starter against Notre Dame, and we'll see how he can do against, you know, an FBS team throwing it downfield. So I am a complete idiot. I this has been a complete crapshoot of a night. My mic was muted this entire time until now for the stream, so nobody was hearing what I said right off the bat. I didn't uh, want to hear what you said anyway. Yeah, nobody really wanted to hear it anyway, so it's not like, going to be really influential to anyone. But um, sorry, we're late on the stream. We had tef- uh, technical difficulties right off the bat, so this is going to this has been a crazy one. This is our first true, true, true instant reaction live. So we're going through all the kinks and things, but um, but going off of the game, like you guys said, I mean. Jordan Travis is your starting quarterback. Uh, it's sad that it took three games to figure it out, but, you know, at least it's happened. And, you know, it's still Jacksonville State. Um, but, you know, me and Nate were talking about it on the 
production meeting before this, and, you know, he still gets some bad throws here and there, but, you know, at least he's getting out of the pocket. Um, he's actually making some reads, and uh, he gives a bigger threat than Blackman running the ball. So uh, he's able to allow, you know, Ontario Wilson was wide open. The reason that was because the DBs were keeping their eyes on Travis. Uh, but I'm glad he took the throw on smart move. Uh, but I really liked – I don't know which drive it was. There was a few drives, but there was one drive where I really liked – I think it was the one where LaDamian Webb had the touchdown off to the left side of the end zone. But Jordan Travis was a general manager during that drive. He looked good. Um, he was out there blocking in front of LaDamian Webb. It's just the little things to me, man. Uh, he shows extreme effort. Uh, he goes for first downs. He's physical. Uh, and he – somewhat has a, has a deep ball. He doesn't have the arm as Blackman. I mean, not a lot of people have a, the throwing you know, arm of Blackman that can throw deep like that. But, you know, Jordan Travis does have uh, an arm to use, and it connected uh, a few times with guys, and, and it's nice to see. But Jordan Travis is definitely your starter uh, moving forward. Tate Roadmaker uh, is just not going to be the case. It just wasn't going to work. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I mean – Sorry to interrupt you, but really when we talk about, you know, not really knowing about Jordan Travis's ability to put the ball in the air, throw it downfield, and things like this at this level, you look you look at his stats, career passing stats coming into this game at Florida State and um, Louisville combined. Travis, 11 out of 28, which is 39.2% completion percentage for 162 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Today he goes 13 out of 18. 72.2% completion percentage for 215 yards with one touchdown and zero turnover. So, I mean, really, all in all, it was just a coming out performance by him. I don't think anyone expected that. I, I think that, that was, uh, you know, by design. You know, we talked a little bit before that. You know, I'm not saying that he's Nick Marshall. I'm not even going there. But I'm saying it's very similar in how – you know, they use the RPO game to kind of suck the the defense forward, get the linebackers to, to, to bite on the fake. And, you know, even if he's running out, running out, you know, rolling out of pocket, faking the run, it, you know, quite a few of his throws were pretending or acting like he was going to run it. And yeah. he'd throw it out to uh, Ontario Wilson, who would be able to get 11, 12 yards there. And that's just a different threat. You know, teams are going to have to um, really prepare for him as a runner. And, you know, I think I think that's just something that's going to be hard to stop um, as a defense. So, you know, a, a lot of those throws were, were easy throws. I was really surprised that he connected on those three deep balls. Um, you know, Logan and I were talking before um, we did this podcast, if he – you know, had a better throw more towards the sideline to tomorrow night. Terry is probably a touchdown. Um, but, you know, he did enough, and, and, and that was good to see. Yeah, that momentum. Uh, and now there's some optimism for that offense to actually do something. I mean, I know it's a Jacksonville State win, blah, blah, blah. We get it. But right now you got to take what you're given. I mean – we really haven't seen that all this season uh, offense that was able to take drives and continue long drives and take minutes off the uh, clock. And that's what happened. And 
the running backs seem – I mean, you're starting to see this could be a pretty talented group of three guys. Right now, to me, I think it's mm. – the guy that has has a really high ceiling is obviously Toa Philly. Uh, but I like LaDamian Webb. I've always mm-hmm. thought since the beginning that I like – I think Webb brings more um, talent than Corbin. Um, it's hard to tackle Webb, man. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. That one play, that sports center right there. Uh, that was impressive. I loved it. I, that's how he was in Juco, though. If you look back at his film, he's a very hard um, running back to tackle just with the way he utilizes his uh, balance. Yeah, yeah. his exceptional balance. And I mean, one thing I just want to mention is, you know, how even the running game was today. You have Toa Philly, 12 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Corbin gets 14 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Webb gets 10 for 55 yards and two touchdowns. Then you have Travis with 11 carries for 48 yards and a touchdown. I mean, four guys in your offense who are, you know, viable threats. And Nate already said it. It really helps that Jordan Travis is back there with that dual threat ability. I think it opens things up for everybody just a little bit more. I I, I think it was important, too, that he completed some throws from the pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, if it was strictly – you know, him rolling out, um, you know, that, you know, that kind of still makes it one dimensional in the passing game, but he was able to stand in the pocket and make some throws. But, you know, when, when he came in, FSU had uh, you know, 14 yards of total offense. And, and then they come in and they have a seven play, 73 yard score, 13 for 75, three for 63, 12 for 78, 10 for 90. 11 for 88. So, you know, those drives not only took time, you know, but they also had chunk plays and all average more than seven yards per, per play. So, you know, he, uh, he brought that different dynamic, like Dustin said. Um, you know, he, he was a definite spark. And I, I think that kind of woke the, the offense up. Um, you know, the, the defense is, is a, another story. Um, you know, they were able to, you know, they're much better on third down. Um, what were they, Justin, 11, three for 11 or something like that? Yeah, three for 10, Jackson Middle State. But, you know, it, it's still frustrating to watch the first, you know, first down. Um, and, and Jackson Middle State, you know, frequently getting a second short, which opens up that offense, you know, tremendously for 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 any team when you can get in second and two. You know, that that plays in the favor of the offense very much, so – um, you, know, you know, the defense what, what was very frustrating and very disappointed in, in, in that unit as a whole still. Uh, but they made plays in the second half when, when, when they had to. And, I mean, you got to give some credit to Zarek Cooper, Jacksonville mm-hmm. State's quarterback, who we, we talked about on the pod leading up to this week. I mean, man, he was getting the ball out of there fast, and the Gamecocks were taking advantage of that short passing game. I still think, you know, Florida State needs to analyze the the amount of space they're playing their defensive backs off the ball. It just seem time and time again, your DBs are so back. I, I saw a picture someone posted oh, on Twitter. Yeah. I think it was the, the second and one at the goal line. Yeah. And uh, I think Jacksonville State had the ball about the six, and it was second and one. And all of Florida State's DBs were standing right around the, the end zone marker. So, I don't know. That's just something – understand yeah and we're not in there you know listen to defensive coordinator or anything you know he that's just something that they're gonna have to figure out 
Yeah. No, that that was tough to see. That was rough. I mean, when that, what was that? What was it? Third and one? What was that? No, no second. It was second, second and one. Second and one. Second and one, and you've got DBs five yards. Linebackers too. They were they were all back. Yeah, that's just not good. Not a good look. Um, I want to read off. Carlos texted me and said uh, he wanted to give it. He was going to come on here, but uh, he wanted me to give his instant reaction on his own stuff. Obviously, he had a pretty viral video. It felt like yesterday. Or that went out, but he he said I love the effort by the young guys, uh, but it's Jacksonville State. I will take a win, but we are we really there? Uh, are we to the point where we are really okay with only beating an FCS team? This was a little bit earlier in the game, but an FCS team by ten to fifteen. I'm proud of our team and their effort and the win. It always feels good to get a W on the board. Now let's take this win and keep the party going. Uh, talking about Toa Philly, he says I like the young back. Call him Baby Nine, me and Quez, Big Nine, and Little Nine. Peter Warwick was the Nine. <laughs> so, talking about Nine. He runs hard with purpose. I like he has vision like Peter. I guess he's giving a lot of uh, praise to the young buck with Toa Philly, uh, saying he's got the vision of Peter Warwick. Uh, but he runs with the attitude and like, like me and uh, Jack West Patrick. So... Carlos Williams talking about Lawrence to He also said, follow, follow me on social media. Carlos underscore Williams, 29 <laughs> Twitter, Carlos underscore senior. And then he also put his Snapchat in here. I don't know what he's doing, but I'll add him. Yeah. Who's going to add, if you want to add Carlos Williams on Snapchat, he's putting <laughs> it in here. He's putting in a plug, Carlos underscore Williams. So he's getting his little social media plug. But yeah, I think, I think, Toy Philly is obviously most certainly the future, and I think you've got three uh, running backs that bring you different kind. It's like a, almost, it's not, I can't call it a three-headed monster, yeah, but they got different kind of capabilities uh, that, uh, that they bring to the table, uh, and it's nice for it's nice with a quarterback like a Jordan Travis because you almost have four running backs because I feel like Jordan Travis has the vision of a running back. He's good. He's with his eyes, and he's able to be able to read blocks uh, that are ongoing and I think you really do have four running backs and, and with Jordan Travis being in there. You know, with Toa Philly, you know, doing with Unconquered Talk, you know, doing the evaluations in our in our, our own recruit rankings, you know, we've been high on Toa Philly coming in. You know, we thought that, you know, when you look at his even going back to high school, you know, he's got really great his vision's great. You can you can tell that, you know, he sees the field well. He sets up blocks for a while, and that's what makes him really good at, at, as a special teams threat. Um, you know, he was really good in high school uh, as a punt returner. Um, you know, he's not gonna—he's not a blazer, but he's a running back. So, you know, that vision and that ability to kind of anticipate. And I, he's not the biggest guy, uh, but he's still 180 pounds. You know, he's long. Uh, when he's able to kind of build that base up, he's gonna be really tough to stop. And, and like like you said. Uh, with with Webb, you know, Webb is a. I I think he's more your grinder, and, and you can give him 15, 18 carries, and he's going to produce for you because he's really tough to bring down. Um, you know, he's he's smaller, but he's really well built. But his balance is is Insane. what stands out with him. <laughs> you know, the fact that he was midair, almost like laying you know, parallel to the ground and scored on that touchdown and got on his feet. You know, it's just 
tells you. Yeah, what were um, they reviewing there? I don't understand. He wasn't even close to the. Sometimes if your yeah, if your forearm if your forearm touches, I don't know why I just held my forearm up. If your forearm touches, you're <laughs> thank you for technically, appreciate it. technically down. But yeah. since he held himself up with his hand. Yeah, it down. wasn't yeah, to me, at least from what I saw uh, watching on the video board in there, didn't look like it was even close to seeing a forearm be there. I don't know. I mean, that whole, that, the refs there were from, <laughs> that, that was a discounted group of refs they had out there. They were doo-doo. Um, I mean, the stupid, I don't know. I didn't get to see what, what did Janarius Robinson do? Because I didn't get to see, was it a really, it didn't look Karate like Karate chopped him. Did he really? Uh, well, I mean, wasn't he bad. couldn't help it. He couldn't help it because he was in the air. He's got long and, arms. Yep. He was in the air, and Zarek Cooper, when he threw it, kind of faded to- towards them. And when he's coming coming down, he hit him. But was it? I thought it was like right after, like when he was throwing the football. Like he was it really no, it was a late throw? It wasn't late. It was it was a ridiculous call. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think it was like unnecessary contact, maybe or. They did that, you know. I that's what I was saying. They did that, and I was telling my dad, you know, something bad's gonna happen now. Karma's uh, gonna be a bitch here, and then Asante Samuel Jr. gets an interception that drive. Yeah. So I think I'm just going going back real quickly before we uh, move past this subject, just to to tell of Philly's vision. I just want to give an example of one thing I saw today. I think it was his his long 24 yard run during the third quarter. They handed it to him out of the shotgun. He started taking it over uh, to the outside on the left, and there was nothing there. And Devontae Love Taylor was doing a pull block, and he pulled, made his block on the defensive lineman, and Toa Philly cut up right behind him inside and then got that 24-yard run. So that was one play where I was like, damn, this kid really does have vision. Yeah. No, he does. Uh, let's see. Um, defense. <laughs> Who wants to talk a little bit of defense here? Obviously, we didn't get to see Marvin Wilson during the first half. Miko Dotson gets in there. Um, DJ Lundy got to move around, which I was telling Nate. I didn't – you know, that's something I've always wanted – I've been wanting to see if he can move around with his weight, and he's a pretty quick guy. We were hearing things yep. during camp that he can move. Um, and so, be. I mean, I, li- I like guys that even though the play's almost kind of getting close to being over, you still got three guys tackling one dude. I like seeing a guy that's about 10 yards away from the sideline over there come over and just continue to help out. You know, and that's something about these young guys that is optimism and there's some promise there. Uh, but I, I really like the way the way I saw DJ Lundy play tonight. And also, um, I want to see more of Dotson. I, I thought Dotson did pretty good um, overall. You know, for for. For me, it just continues to be the same thing that we talk about every week with the defensive line, not getting really any push in the first half, especially uh, against the F- FCS team. Um, you know, no pass rush, the linebackers still struggling in space. It's the same story. Um, you know, almost seven yards of play in the first half. Um, it's just not acceptable when you're playing an FCS team and playing the first game of the season. Um, you know, they did a lot better in the second half. I, I think Marvin played probably his best game of the season, even though it was only a half. I still think, I mean, I think he played pretty well. Um, you know, the defense did, I think probably has some, you know, football's a team sport. We talked about it, you know, on our last podcast. Um, I, I think maybe they finally had a little bit of motivation with the offense doing something, but uh, still, 
come out of this game against Jacksonville State with about five yards of play is just really it, – it, it's hard to stomach because um, this, this defense is, is in camp. Kind of It kind of adds up now. We heard how, how dominant the defense was in camp, but when you look at how much the offense has struggled, it kind of makes sense now. Um, you know, yeah. why they were so dominant. So, um, you know, this defense has to figure out their personnel. Uh, and, and I don't think that they've done that yet. But, you know, for all those people who are, who are bashing, you know, Norvell and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, during the game, I was pretty upset with Fuller and I, I still am. I don't necessarily know if I like what I see from him. Um, but knowing that he doesn't have the parts. But how different was the offense with Travis being effective versus what we've seen in two, two games and four drives? It's complete night and day. So a lot of it is, is the player and, and the parts. Um, and, you know, Florida State isn't really there yet on defense. So we're, we're, it's only going to get worse against teams like Notre Dame, North Carolina, Clemson. It's, those are going to be some long nights. <laughs> I, I mean, I – you know what? Also, what you really don't get to see a lot in the last three years is, you know, your defense actually get to take a few breathers too. I mean, if you go yeah. to the Miami game last week, I mean, defense is on the field the entire game. I mean, literally the entire game. That's been the case the last three years, and it's been pitiful. And that's one thing where I look at Jordan Travis, and it's impressive, man. I mean, if you're able to go down there and give uh, give some minutes for your time to actually, you know, your coaches be able to talk to the defense and maybe go over some things that they're seeing it from up top and get on the phone and talk to the guys upstairs. Um, that, that helps. That helps your defense. But that's something Florida State has struggled on, and they've only hurt themselves is because a Florida State Florida State offense cannot keep a consistent drive going, you know. And this whole game, you got to see great um, managed drives by a quarterback um, that that is able to uh, communicate and actually, you know, take take advantage of what the defense is giving them. Um, and mm-hmm. that, that's a good thing. And minus uh... – that one drive where they had the, the the two penalties on the offensive line, um, they're not self sabotaging like we've seen the last few years. You know, you don't see the constant hold, false start. You, we're not seeing that. So, um, you know, the offense is able to kind of stay ahead of the change, stay stay ahead of the you know game. They're not put in bad situations. So. I think that we saw that more so this week with uh, just more efficiency at quarterback. And today, Florida State, 31 first downs, 10 out of 16 on third down. And I don't know if, I don't know if we talked about the total yardage and the, the balance between the pass and rushing game, but 268 passing yards, 263 rushing yards. It was just balance in all facets. Um, it seemed like Florida State took the perfect amount of home run threats to – no um, check down plays where Travis was just able to get the first down rather than a huge play, check it down to someone or go get it himself. And then whenever the defense starting to tighten up and come forward, they would go deep to someone in one-on-one coverage. And like you guys said, it worked out. Uh, I really want to see this offense, you know, go up against the type of defense that we're going to expect to play week in and week out in the ACC. And that's not mm-hmm. a Jacksonville state caliber defense. I, I would like to see also uh, on, on defense with Hamza back. 
I think that they're missing kind of that yeah. that that ability at that at that buck safety. Um, you know, I, I'm just not really bought into you know who's playing there right now. Um, if you look at a lot of the stuff that Jacksonville State was doing was kind of targeting that that side of the field and kind of target, targeting that one player. Um, no, I, I don't think he's – I don't think Woobie's really completely healthy yet. Um, I, I just think that getting Hamza back um, will, will help this defense a lot. So, um, Hamza and Travis J too. Yep, yep. I mean – the best safeties on the roster yep. out today. And I saw Hamza actually during warmups. He's over here jumping around, catching balls and stuff. So I think he's he's got to be close to ready to rock. Um, yeah, interesting. See, I'm really shocked we didn't see him today. I I, I, I like what you get out of Renardo Green. Um, he's a good you know, player. Yeah, I, I I think that there's not much of a drop off after Travis Shea, which is saying a lot with how much that I I think I think Travis Shea is the best football player on Florida State's roster. Um, but you know, Renardo's a, a really good player. Um, I, I, I think that Woody can give you some, some good minutes. Um, but I think there's a difference with getting Hamza back and, you know, you, you need that in the back end, a guy who's not afraid of contact. And I think we still saw some of that today you know, from, from the same guys from 35, shying away from contact from, from, you know, Emmett Rice filling wrong holes early on, um, you know, six being, Kind of really hesitant in space, so same same things you talked about for for three weeks, like to beat a dead horse. Yeah, with, with the defense, it's, it's the same stuff over and over. Um, you know, it, 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 is it? You, know, you see a lot of stuff on social media. Is it the players? Is it, is it the coaches? You see a lot of back and forth, and it's a combination. Um, I just want. I, I need to see something different, but we're not going to see something different until you know we get different from the players and i'm you know i'm hoping to see one of those veteran linebackers step up soon i mean outside of amari outside of amari gainer i mean your best linebacker this season who hasn't yet started but has seen some time is probably steven diggs jr oh man on the kick i don't know if y'all got to see it on tv but i always point to steven diggs jr i told my dad here we go watch steven diggs jr 32 right here oh my god Oh, my good God, because I love my big hits. I talk about it all during the offseason. I need somebody to bring the friggin' heat. I mean, he he put that kid – I mean, I'm surprised the kid got up. I mean, and the, the other guy, the opponent was hauling ass straight towards him, and it was a complete train wreck. He, I mean, it was stupid. And then for the rest of the game, I think that cat never even tried him because, <laughs> I mean, it was nasty. I love it. That's how it should be. But, yeah, Stephen Dix Jr., bring me more, please. Bring me more. We'll give Emmett Rice some credit. He finished the day second on the FSU defense with seven total tackles and a tackle for loss. But I mean, Leonard Warner, man, missing in action. I can't even. I can't even find him on here. I don't think he got a tackle today. No. Um. And, and you know, talking with my, you know, Unconquer Talk buddies, you know, you, Florida State. You take away Miami. You know, the Miami game. It, it is what it is. They've also only given up 13 points in week one and 17 in week two. So, you know, th- th- there's a lot to not like, but also the defense has played okay enough to, to win ball games. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know that week one was, was because of the offense mm-hmm. and, and everything that was left on the field. Um, Miami, they just ran to a buzzsaw. Um, 
and it's just really bad quarterback play. Um, and, and, and today they they played better as, as the game went on. Um, but like, like Dustin, I, I, I want to see some improvement against some conference opponents. Yeah, and they weren't – I mean, they weren't completely terrible today. It just – like you said. They were bad. They were better. They were better on third down defense, but mm-hmm. first and second down, they, they had a lot of struggles. It kind of felt like they were in in but don't break mode, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Jacksonville State only only scored on three of their ten drives. Uh, Florida State came up with a fourth down stop on the last drive of the game and got an interception as well, like we noted earlier. So – it's not all bad from the defense, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of little things that can be so much better. And we can credit the defensive line for, you know, finally getting their first sack, first two sacks of the season today. You know, it took 10 and a half quarters. But, I mean, against a team like Jacksonville State, you want that D-line to have five sacks. Like, I'm glad they got two, but they need to have five, six, if they're going to be, you know, as dominant as they were talked about all offseason. We're still we're – we're just not quite seeing it yet. No. Hopefully things start to come together more as the season goes on and these guys get more snaps together in this system. But I, I, I'm just really ready to see more uh, of you know 46 at linebacker, you know 32. Yeah, I, I, I'm willing to take those mistakes with guys who are physical, guys who are going to come up and put someone in the mouth, you know, who you know guys who are not going to shy away from contact. Yeah, no, it's time but to get 32 it, in there more. And I, yep. like I said today, when I was texting Nate during the game, I like I really enjoys I really enjoy. It. I mean, it's all the younger, and obviously they're fighting for playing time, so they're going to make sure they're looking good on film. But still, I mean, they have the energy that you need from linebackers. And Lundy, you know, you've you've interviewed him. You were close with him during his recruitment, so I completely um, believe what you tell us. Uh, but from what I also see from Stephen Dix Jr., I mean, get him in there. Uh, at this mm-hmm. point, let them go, and definitely you're gonna need some young cats that can that are fast on left to right because you know you got some quarterbacks coming up. Definitely with Sam Howell, that you're gonna have to go east and west a lot because he's gonna be able to escape the pocket mm-hmm. and go left right, and he might take a throw. But um, let let the young cats get in there, linebacker. I I, I know there's some question marks, you know, how, how those two play in space, um, but it's gonna be no worse than what you have right now. So. Mm-hmm. Given the experience. Yeah, no. Do you guys think, all right, so Florida State, this is, they finally get a win after a four-game losing streak. They lost to Florida, Arizona State, Georgia Tech, um, and also Miami. So they snap off a four-game losing streak. Do you think that's something that they really just needed? Like, that's what I was thinking on the way out of the stadium. I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, we've been talking about it, that loser blood mentality, but having a win like that, could really kind of get some guys really believing definitely in the staff and what coaches are telling them when they're watching film. But, I, you know, that it's kind of good to get that rust, that crappy loser blood, just stupid crap that's inside your head. Get that out of the way. You get a win. Um, and you see what works, what doesn't. You know, does you think that's a good thing moving forward? Do you think, that's, do you think that was a big thing? I mean, it's Jacksonville State. But do you think it was really – a big, big win for Florida State moving forward, or it's just, eh, it's fine? I, I, I think it was good to finally see them push through um, against – with their backs against the wall. Um, but let's not sugarcoat what is coming up in the next two weeks. You know, the you next have, four weeks. 
you know, you, you have Notre Dame, <laughs> possibly. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with their COVID situation. Um, and then you have Sam Howe. So, I mean, they needed they needed this W moving forward because they they have a tough road to hoe. And you know, I'm personally not a big fan of Notre Dame. I think they're a little overrated. Not saying that Florida State's gonna go in there and beat them, but you know, Florida State can still give them fits. And I I, I think with uh with that dynamic they have with, with, with Travis a quarterback, I think that's gonna give Notre Dame a problem. Um, but I just don't see them being able to stop the the running game that Notre Dame has. And then, you know, Sam Howes, that's just going to be um, that's going to be a Miami all over again if Notre, if Florida State doesn't come to play. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it. So I mean, yes, it, it, it is. It was needed. It was positive. I mean, there was a lot of uh, you know when it was fourteen nothing in twenty one seven. Uh, the the walls are caving in a little bit, you know. It, uh, you know I, I didn't go in a Discord, but for three minutes, and it was just a shit show. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's freaking out. So, yeah, I didn't even look at that. I couldn't do it. There was no way. Twitter was good enough for me. Was yep. just seeing what was going on there. But yeah, this has been a pretty much. You know, we came on here just to do twenty minutes, but we've definitely gone over that. But. Uh, Florida State, I think, has found their starting quarterback. I don't think it needs to be the mix of, oh, but we still want to see Trevor Purdy out there. Focus on one guy. I know everybody is still tweeting around like, hey, well, let's get Purdy in there. Jordan Travis had a solid game. Mm-hmm. Everybody was complaining and everybody was talking about him throwing, blah, blah, blah. They wanted to see him throw. He threw. 12 of 17, 210 yards. Average 12, uh, 12 yards a throw. Had a QBR rating of 74.6. He threw the ball. Chill it out. It'll be fine. Trevor Purdy, let him rest. Let him be your pure backup. That is a true freshman still. Let Jordan Travis, let that be the focus now. Figure out, start, go in the film room this week. Figure out what you want to do with that offense behind that quarterback. Have focus for him. Believe in him. Um, Because that's something that it's been pretty much a toss-up of who's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season since right off the bat, against Georgia Tech. So you finally have your guy. Figure out what system you're going to put around him and try to find success um, because there's playmakers we found definitely today uh, that, that they can utilize. And I think you're seeing an offense that is slowly, it's going to take a while, but slowly turn into something that can be productive and take time off the clock uh, for games so the uh, defense can get rest. So, yeah, Before we wrap this up, yeah. um, you know, you got to give a shout-out to Coach Atkins and what he's doing with the offensive line. Um, you know, once again – you know, you have injuries, you, you know, you, you're plugging in guys who um, definitely step down. And you know, I, I think he has them playing um, pretty well for, for everything considered. Mm-hmm. And even today, I mean, you have a true freshman, Robert Scott, getting his first career start. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that goes back to Alex Atkins. I mean, before last year with Dante Lucas, mm-hmm. I don't remember – the last true freshman who, who had started on the offensive line for FSU. So that's really encouraging. Yeah. So it, it, it had been a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's encouraging to see how quickly Scott came into the program and Alex Atkins was able to coach him up enough where he felt confident enough to slot him in there at tackle on game day. I mean, we'll see if he holds that spot next week. It's just going to depend. But like you said, Nate, offensive line, solid today. I don't want to say good, mm-hmm. solid. Nah, and 
they're not going to be good until they get better pieces. But the fact that they've gone from absolutely horrible to solid to okay is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So very good to see. Florida State gets their first one of the season. First career win for Mike Norvell at Florida State, 41-24 to against the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Florida State might have their quarterback moving forward. I believe so, at least on my end of things. Um, and this is our instant reaction show and podcast. You can listen to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, or not SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, definitely hit that subscribe button so then you'll be notified every time. Hit that subscribe button right now. Um, so then you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. Uh, but definitely appreciate Nate and Dustin coming on here. I didn't even introduce you guys, but Nate Greer, our lead recruiting insider, and then Dustin Lewis down below is our lead writer and editor. Uh, but yeah, we will be back. We record usually on Wednesday thir- or Thursdays. So uh, yeah, we will see you guys then. Enjoy y'all's weekend. Enjoy NFL tomorrow. Florida State finally gets a win of the season. Enjoy it. See you guys.